0: Hi, it's Devon, the editor. That was a really weird high, but I'm sticking with it. Typically, if you're hearing me at the start of an episode, it's because I'm about to explain to you all of the problems that occurred during the recording and apologize for everyone's microphones sounding like mobile phones propped up in like pint glass. Um, but today, nothing happened. It's all fine. I'm here to tell you that While this is a free episode, we have a Patreon that you can go to to support us and help keep this show ad-free, because none of us want to be drinking energy drinks and telling you how good they are, or like manscaping, or or whatever. So you can go to patreon.com slash 10 podcast where you can find twice as many podcasts as there are on the free feed, because there's um, a bonus one every week. That's the way that works. All right. Uh, enjoy the episode.
1: Hello and welcome to this episode of Ten Thousand Posts. It's the show about how everything is posting. Uh, my name is Hussein. Uh, I'm doing fine, actually. Things are going. Things are going okay.
2: Uh, my name is Phoebe. I'm. I'm. I'm, al- I'm also doing fine. You sound very. You sound down in the dumps. HK, what's up? Uh
1: today's been a hard day. Today no, today's been a hard I mean like today's been a hard day for like admin reasons. Uh, as you mentioned, we don't no one needs to know like what happens behind the show or like behind the scenes of the show. But also we had a very good live show yesterday, the Trash Future live show. But it also meant that because we finished late, we didn't get back to the studio and like set everything up. So coming in here, I was like, Okay, come here at half an hour early. Like, I'll have some breathing room. I have some time to like have like a cup of tea or something before uh, before our guest comes. And then I had to realize Then I had to like sort of figure out how to plug everything in. And uh, our friend Nate did walk me through most of it. Uh, God bless him. However, um, it's sort of like when you're trying to teach a small child like a complex. I, I, the best example of this is when my dad tried to teach me how to fix cars when I was okay. younger. And like he would get a bit frustrated with me. Because I wouldn't really know how to do certain things. But also, I was only, like, 10 yeah. years old. And so, it's kind of like trying to teach something to someone who is, like, where it's just too advanced. But he's really trying his best. So, I felt really bad that, like, Nate was just, like, struggling to show me how to, like, do the presets. But um, at the same time, I'm very grateful that he did it. So, that is why I'm sort of stressed, but I'm okay, okay. now. Okay.
2: I have a, I have a complaint.
1: Yeah.
2: If Start, right, start with a complaint. My
1: start of a complaint before you interrupt yeah a local
2: big supermarket has got rid of the wheelie baskets and i'm really really angry about
1: what? it why, why i don't
2: know there, well, there wasn't like a there wasn't like a sign up or anything explaining it but it's this has really yeah. made my life harder than than it needs to be because like if because like i can't carry that heavy a basket but also, yeah. like sometimes, you don't want to be messing around with trolleys. Like the the, the wheelie yeah. basket was such a simple and elegant solution to people yeah. with weedy arms who want to do their grocery shopping.
1: <laughs> Wait, so they so they've gotten rid of the trolleys no, and no, you the can wheelie still baskets get, You can as still well. get a trolley. That's fine.
2: They've still got the normal basket Right. Baskets, okay. Yeah. But, like that. There was like a, a few months there where they had these wheelie baskets and they, yeah. were, they, they changed my entire shopping experience.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'm actually more because I thought they got rid of no, trolleys. No, 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 no. They've and still I was got like, the okay, trolleys, like, but they're all coin no. operated.
2: Who's got a coin?
1: Yeah, that is a good point. Who actually does have coins anymore? No, that's actually really, I'm, I'm actually really yeah, sorry I'm, about that. I'm, fu- I'm, I'm really sad about that because <laughs> whenever I go to the supermarket, I do get myself like a wheelie trolley. Like if I'm, if I'm trying to treat myself a little mm. bit and I don't want like a basket hitting my knees all the time and stuff. So I'm very sorry about you. Uh and should we set up a petition? Should we like bring, bring remember when we had Wheely baskets like a few months ago?
2: Yeah. I'm going to set up a Facebook group. Yeah, yeah. You should do
1: that. Or like on Nextdoor. Nextdoor like seems to be the place uh, yeah. where like you okay. can build that.
2: Great. Great, great idea. Yeah.
1: Cool. We'll do that. Let's let <laughs> should we should intro yeah. our guest? <laughs> um we have a very special guest joining us today. Uh first timer. Uh uh, our friend Louis Staples, who, uh, you may have seen his writing for The Cut, Vulture, Vice, The Guardian, GQ, and more. Um, I've been quoted in like a number of your pieces, uh, so I feel like we have a synergy already. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, you wrote for Mel magazine too, right? Or like, were or did I quote you? I, I don't know how it. No, like... so if I remember correctly, I
3: quoted you in pieces
1: for GQ that were sort yeah. of
3: about like men hashtag men's issues. Yeah, because
1: um, I'm I am actually the authority on
3: that. Yeah, at the time <laughs> that you were at Mel magazine, uh, which is still R-O-P. going. All no, right. it's not, it, Didn't it's it get R-O-P. revived from the dead revived. for like a day? It got revived, and then a few months later, it died for good. Yeah, um, like they made some people redundant like twice in the space of yeah. like three months. Yeah, you know that's fun. Um. So yeah, and now all you have to do is treat yourself uh, to a basket at the
1: supermarket. It's yeah, well, had the living so, standards have decreased <laughs> to such yeah. level. Yeah, well, I I was reading in one of those guides, not one of those guides actually, it was a PR email because it was like, you know, I think when the whole like fucking cozy lives thing happened, um, and obviously you had all these like PR people trying to like jump in on that, and there was an email that was just like five ways that you can um five ways that you can still enjoy yourself uh despite the cozy lives, and so I was just like. This email infuriates me, so obviously I'm going to open it. And one of those things was like enjoying the small pleasures of life, which included going for a walk, um, treating yourself to a nice small chocolate mm-hmm. bar at the supermarket. Um, and there were a few other things, but it was just like, but bearing in mind that all the other, all the other bits of advice were literally just like, don't buy the things that you like and uh, only go out once a week uh and uh think about having half pints instead of full pints and stuff like that blinding but they didn't add they didn't add use a wheelie basket which i think is actually like one of life's small pleasures or at least like one of the small pleasures of living in this country that you can enjoy but has been taken away from us taken away from me so i'm a little bit worried about the we the basket to 15
3: minute cities pipeline that's going to happen to people that are going to be radicalized by these people getting the baskets taken off them Yeah. Next big thing. Maybe. What else will they say? Maybe that's what I should
2: should start. Maybe I should try and get some (laughs) some some foundation money, and start yelling outside the supermarket. That sounds like a good use of my time. It's fine. I've only got real
3: anti-wheel. I've only got I've only got three jobs,
2: and I'm going to live forever. So that seems like a really good use of my time.
1: Yeah. Well, look, we have um Pete Pete our our friend Pete Steele. We have like a meeting with him uh we, we have a we have a meeting with peter teal in a few weeks so maybe we oh, can ask yeah, no, him no, whether no. he's willing to sort uh, of no, give us sorry, some that's money that's been
2: cancelled because i accidentally um i sent i sent him an email that wasn't meant for him
1: so i he doesn't he doesn't want to meet us ah, anymore you you sent him sorry yeah, you, you sent him five ways you can deal with the cause yeah, i did crisis, and it, ha- it, it uh, had and a regrettable like, hmm. meme
2: attached to it so i'm i'm sorry i think that's i think that's not happening anymore
1: yeah sorry pete Sorry, sorry, Pete. But no, we 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 Louis joined us today because we're going to talk about something quite fun, um, and also something that's actually been on our list for a bit, uh, and it's a subreddit. We haven't actually done subreddits for a lot for for a minute. I realized when we when I was like writing the notes, um, we are going to talk about the uh the subreddit. Am I the asshole? Um, oh yeah, that's a, that's the other thing yeah. that I
2: wanted to. I just wanted to just like do, just double check what we're do, what we're doing here because I, I I need us to come to an agreement, um. How are we pronouncing it? Are we attempting? Ooh, are point. we attempting to say, say asshole, asshole, or I don't are know, we saying like, asshole? asshole. Sa- like that somehow that sounds worse to me. I don't know why asshole asshole like seems really bad.
3: Lewis,
1: what's your what's your feeling? Louis <laughs> what would you what would you like to say? How
3: would you like to pronounce it? I'm team asshole on this one. Okay. I just think arse, arse is so undignified to say as a word. yeah,
2: yeah I and agree. Also,
3: it is. Literally, how it is written. Mm-hmm. So, we're respecting the original text. Yeah. Okay. You know, we don't want to censor anybody. Okay.
2: We don't want to, we, 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 we don't want to, we don't want we don't want to Yeah. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, we're saying it yeah. no matter how ridiculous it sounds in our voices. We
3: say it semi ironically. Okay.
1: Almost with a hint of irony. <laughs> okay. <great. laughs> so, let's like, I, I, I want to like hear about your personal experience of this first, but I just want to give like people a bit of history just in case they aren't like aware or familiar with this subreddit um so this subreddit was created in 2013 by a photographer and dog rescuer uh mark bullock i think that's how you pronounce it but i'm not sure mark bullock maybe uh to determine whether he had been misinappropriately inappropriately mansplaining in a debate with a female co-worker about the temperature in the office the subreddit gained uh popularity in 2018 and by 2019 it had one million members which it dubs potential assholes a Twitter account repo, repost curated selections of that, of that, um, and there's like various other like ones that also traffic on that too, and we'll talk about that in a second. I was trying to find the post that started this, and I wasn't able to, but I was able to find a basic summary, which was the 36-year-old photographer um, uh, and who was also a web designer for a major collection of American antique fern- furniture, um, believed that since his female co-workers had the option of putting on additional clothing, they should cede control of the thermostat to the overheated men um i also want to add and a final thing which is a cursory search of this subject about the thermostat in the office happens every year so from 2013 to 2021 there has been at least one post which has been like am i the asshole for turning up or turning down the thermostat in the
2: office mm. okay i think um, i think it's yeah. pronounced so, Bolak. that's how i would say it
1: Bolak. a bollock. okay well okay so he was the one who sort of started this whole thing um, and one thing also, just like, I have a few examples of, uh, am I the asshole posts that all funnily enough come from one particular website, uh, our favorite, the independent. Um, and we'll talk about why that happens to be in a second, but here are like a few of the ones that sort of made it to, made it through the content pipeline. Number one, architect questions whether he was wrong to call husband and in-laws delusional for expecting free work. Uh, second one, uh, Woman prays for dumping boyfriend before vacation flight after being uh, treated poorly by his mother. And then there was a third one, which was about a breakup. A lot of them are about breakups. Woman questions whether she was wrong to find a new apartment after her boyfriend uh, asked her to pay $2,500 in rent. All of these came from the uh, Reddit, am I the asshole, Fred? Um, I wondered, like, so there is a section where I I did uh, ask whether anyone wanted to read them out. But before then, I did want to ask, do you guys have any experience with this? And if so, uh yeah, how did you interact with it? Like were you posting on it, were you lurking on it, sharing it? Uh Louis, do you want to go first? So my experience with this is in the very capacity that you
3: just talked about with working in digital media and well, more working in content farming than digital media. And um scrolling through to try and find um the best, am I the asshole? Uh, or not even the best, just the most controversial ones that everyone was talking about and normally those would be the ones that sort of filtered onto twitter um that people would start debating elsewhere so it sort of filtered onto another social media and then basically what we do i mean i'll stress this was, this wasn't my only job but what we do on a slow day would sometimes be you know write a little intro summarizing the issue take some quotes from it and then uh screenshot in you know some of the reactions and then stick a headline on it with something like ridiculous and then oh, hopefully it would go off Um. And this tended to be when it was like a little bit of a quieter news period. Um, One thing that was really good about them, I remember, is that they were sort of like evergreen almost, which for people that don't work in media, evergreen is a story that doesn't really need to be newsy to work. So it happens mm-hmm. all the time. Um, So you have sort of stories which are more hooked to what's going on in the news right now or like the season, the time of year, what's on TV, or you have things that can just go out time. So what was good about these is that most Am I the assholes are just like sort of, time eternal dilemmas aren't they 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 can happen mm. at any time that they, they don't always have um i mean some of them are around life events or christmas or stuff like that but they tend to be just sort of you know like the simpsons like it's the same day every right. same day yeah. every day um so that's why they seem to
1: work so well for yeah. getting people to click on them yeah phoebe have you like done have you like ever posted on miv asshole or... so you're asking
2: me if i have a reddit account of course i don't what are you talking about um okay
1: uh I, Sometimes I'm I'm open to being surprised. Yeah, no, I
2: do, I do, I do not, I do not have a, I do not have a Reddit <laughs> account. I um, I got into, I really, really got into reading, um, I um, am I the asshole when I was um, when I was very, very depressed and could not get out of bed, and what I did instead was I okay. lay in bed, reading this kind of catalog, of human misery and it didn't make me feel any better i i i'm not going to i'm not going to lie it didn't make mm-hmm. me feel any better but what it but what yeah. it did make me really alert to was how quickly i um how quickly i found myself uh recognizing the norms of it like the kind of the internal norms and the internal vocabulary and the internal way of like seeing the world that that this mm. particular community had developed and something that was strange about that to me is that because it was thousands of people interacting but you could tell really quite quickly what the general vibe of the comments was going to be just just from Mm. like a kind of few kind of key points and like admittedly um obviously i started i started reading it a few years ago when it Mm. the subreddit was already it was already massive it already had Um, you know, kind of write-ups. And as soon as a a subreddit gets a write-up, it is no longer a pure posting arena, I think. Because as soon as people Mm -hmm. know that they are being observed and watched, and as soon as there is a kind of, as soon as there is a kind of sort of mutually self-sustaining media ecosystem, which exists to report on the subreddit, uh, people become... Uh, people become more exaggerated um, in their both in their um, both in their storytelling and in their reactions because uh, it like you know it's it's nice to be it's it's nice to kind of show up elsewhere in the media ecosystem it's nice to kind of be a kind of aspect of the sharing economy I'm sure that's part of why Mm. people comment on these on these stories I mean I I don't think there's necessarily that much of a of an impulse to genuinely assist strangers with their life dilemmas or certainly not once it starts going into write-up territory but as soon as you're in write-up territory there's a kind of there's a sort of there's a sort of layer of layer of artificiality and a kind of layer of being aware of being observed uh so i think that if you had read read it in 2013 i think it would probably be um i think it probably would have been a much uh much less of a of a monoculture um because some of the some of the Mm. things that kind of come up again and again and again are things which i find just genuinely startling um one of Mm. them and i think this is honestly which i think is one of the most obnoxious phrases uh that has ever been that has ever been developed and devised which is um your failure to plan does not constitute an emergency on my part if somebody said this to me, <laughs> I would rip their fucking head off. You imagine some little kind of smug neek being like, "There, eh, no, you can't have my seat because you didn't plan. Like, oh my god, um, and this, and it's a very, very obnoxiously individualistic way of, um, way right. of approaching, approaching social behavior, which I think is very interesting for a space which is supposed to be crowdsourcing assistance with your problems because mm. considering the whole point of it is that you're supposed to uh, is you're supposed to amass a large number of data points and then you get your answer based on like based on like, a kind of, you know, sort yeah. of significant kind of <laughs> statistical spread sure but The big thing that keeps coming through is no one owes each other anything. No one is responsible for anyone else. And if you are technically, logically right, you can just be a dickhead to anyone. And this is not so, this is not something <laughs> which I find particularly appetizing as <laughs> as, a way yeah. of condu- as a way of conducting oneself. Um, but yeah, it's particularly that yeah. your failure to plan does not constitute an emergency on my part. I hate it. I yeah. hate it so much.
3: Don't you think though there's something quite interesting about that in terms of how corporate that sort of communication yes. is? And it sort of reminds it sort of reminds me of um that recent, this isn't from Am I the Asshole, but it's so of the same vein, which was that viral post that happened a few years ago where it was the woman who uh, posted a template for saying when you're not, when you don't have the physical slash mental capacity to, Um, help a friend with their problems Um, and that was it was exactly of the same vein in terms of that it provoked the same dilemma of like is this person a really good communicator or is this person (laughs) a monster and it's that sort of fundamental question which uh, pervades a lot of these the assholes I think
2: absolutely no I really I really agree with that and I I think it's a really good example of uh the relentless HRification of of like the, of the kind of the culture more broadly and I think that a lot of that is and obviously this is like a, a preoccupation of this show um but a lot a lot of that is I think at least partly to do with um how extremely platform mediated most people's lives have become um so quite a lot of um quite a lot of the expectations of the workplace have been transplanted onto people's social relationships as well so like with like i think i think the dread blue tick is the worst thing to happen to social relationships of like of all kinds because once upon a time if you sent a text to a friend yeah and they didn't reply to it immediately you would not think mm. Okay, what the fuck? Why haven't yeah, yeah. you? What, what, why? What have, Oh God, what have I done? Yeah. yeah. Is, she, is she mad at me? You'd think, oh well, she'll she'll reply she'll reply when she gets to it. She's probably busy. She's got yeah. She's got stuff going on, etc. Yeah, you wouldn't think anything of it. And the same as if you're as if you're dating someone, you wouldn't necessarily think anything of them not replying within a kind of you know few hours. But now because the kind of the slack mentality and mm. the, the last scene online and the blue tick has completely yeah. infected, infected our social relationships um, mm. I think there is a, there is a, there is a tendency to, to kind of corporate speak yeah. social interactions and you re- I think you, re- you really see that on you really see that like everywhere on Reddit actually it's like another thing is that they don't say say um, they say express
1: interesting okay i didn't know um, okay which
2: is which is which is i think again it's really interesting because it's trying to evacuate it, it sorry it feels like it's trying to evacuate any kind of observation or any statement that someone might make of any kind of possible emotional content so it's not that they've mm. They've said that they said that they feel like this or they shouted at me or they challenged me or whatever. It's always they expressed this. So it's a kind so it's like a kind of, it's like an attempt to make a completely neutral statement about the thing yeah. that someone has said to you. Um yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, number one, you're saying this as I have like a Slack kind of thing on my laptop right now, <laughs> on the basis that I have to sort of like, if I get a work thing, I have to sort of I don't know, I don't actually, you know what, I don't actually know if I need to respond to it immediately, but I think there's this impulse of like having to do it and i like do get very very nervous when i don't do it and so when it comes to messages i'll either respond to them very very quickly or i will respond to them much later than i should and a lot of that just comes on the and it comes from the same route which is just like feeling anxious about people communicating with me online mm-hmm. um and i do think there is some of that impulse in the reddit uh in in like am i the MIV asshole as well so much of it is about communication the reason why i was going to bring that up was because i do have a reddit account and i did use it quite a lot and i did mm-hmm. post on am i the Asshole during like what was quite a bad relationship where oh no. yeah and um i won't sort of go into details about that but like the re and like i don't think i like based on like you know this was kind of about four or five years ago and so my thoughts and views on it have like changed quite a lot and i definitely wouldn't do that now and thinking looking back on it a lot of it was just due with the fact that like i didn't really i want like my my ex and i were not kind of good at communicating um but also i think a lot like a lot of like the relationship sort of felt it were like some parts where it sort of felt very digitally mediated and so in that way it was kind of like going to miv asshole? almost felt like okay this thing has happened and i don't know how to communicate with my partner about it i don't know how to kind of you know, say you know, not even express, but they even say that I feel uncomfortable with certain things. But if I go onto am I the asshole, I can get this so-called like objective view of whether I'm in the wrong or not. And I would write these things down, and I would sort of know impulsively that like, oh, you know, I I know what the problem is, or I sort of know that like this is kind of like a fairly reasonable argument for a couple to have, and so on. But when you'd post them and like the replies you'd get, and a lot of those replies would sort of basically be on the lines of like, yeah, you should dump this person, or this person should dump you. It's like there are these very sort of like extreme elements too. And I guess I think we have spoken about this impulse in like a different context before. But just that impulse of like every relationship problem um, requires either you to make this decision of like you dump them or you kind of or they don't like you have to dump them. That's it. And I don't know whether you kind of got that impression when, uh, when, when you read uh, when you were reading posts during your time uh, reading uh, on Reddit.
2: My time as, as a reader.
1: As as a re- as, as a Reddit yeah as a my Reddit like uh... the,
2: my time in the uh, in the Reddit audience mill and they are as important as the posters <laughs> don't let anyone tell you that they're not as important yeah. as the
1: posters I wondered what you I also wondered what your thoughts were on just like the kind of idea of like it being a spectator like the idea of like your as relationships become more digitally mediated and part of that you know it comes with like you know the immediacy of having to re- like the feeling of immediacy of having to respond to messages but also just the ways in which like we perform our relationships more digitally the idea of like am i the asshole is really about like taking that extent like taking that spectator extension uh, or to is to one of its extensions which is that you are sort of playing out these sort of problems that should really be kind of contained and they should be solved by the people involved and not kind of you know made into effectively like a spectator like you know something to be spectated at but like the expectations people have now are ones where like, yeah, your relationship should be open for like public judgment, for public consumption, almost mm-hmm. as a, so like, you know, and I think about when I was posting on my the Asshole and like other subreddits, like the thing that I regret doing was kind of like buying into that logic that like, you know, yeah, your relationship should be public. And like part of that is also, you know, if you're posting stuff publicly and you're being judged on like how you perform your relationship publicly, then like, why can't you sort of then air out your problems publicly and you know the subreddit thing kind of gives that veil of anonymity and we'll sort of go on to this in a second but like i kind of obfuscated some of the information lied about some of the information to like make sure that i wasn't identified and my partner wasn't identified but the impulse is still the same whereas ultimately like well yeah my relationship is open for public consumption and therefore like i wouldn't second i wouldn't even think again about like airing out my problems on such Mm. a public platform
3: so, to use some online speak, you were holding yourself accountable <laughs> with, with, with the online
1: mob. I was, I was honestly, I was kind of looking for like I was kind of looking for some sympathy in a lot of ways. Like right, that's something I was going to ask you. Yeah. Were
3: you looking to be, you know, people thinking, "Oh, what a great person you are," and how terribly you're being treated, or mm. like what were you looking for? Like vindication,
1: sympathy? I think I was. I think I was kind of looking for sympathy. I think I was kind of also looking for like, but I think. I, I I do believe that I sort of went in with like, I, I don't want to say good intentions, but I did want to like actually figure out am I like being a bad person or not? And I think a lot of that was also just like, I didn't really have a lot of friends as well to sort of talk about my relationship or at least I didn't have friends that I would be comfortable talking about my relationships with. Um, and I wouldn't really talk about that with my parents and stuff either. So it was also another thing where it's like, well, the only place I can talk about my relationships other than in my relationship is with like a sort of anonymous audience that, kind of like know what they're expecting and i wonder whether that would have been different had i sort of like spoken about my relationships with people i knew or if i had like more people i was comfortable with in that space And i do think that maybe in some cases like a lot of the miv stuff really you know you have one you have one genre of it which is like oh i've asked all my friends and we have mixed opinions so i've come to this subreddit to like get a definitive answer but i think there's another part that's just like i don't know who else to talk to so like I'm coming on this subreddit because like that, this is the only place where I can seemingly sort of get a specific kind of answer as to like whether I am a good person, or whether I'm a bad person.
3: Yeah, I mean, looking back at some of the old posts, um, obviously I knew we were having this conversation today, so I had a little delve through. Uh, <laughs> I look back, you know, five years, which is in the internet time a long time ago and stuff like that. Um, but I was actually quite struck in the comments by how kind of reasonable a lot of them were, um, yeah. especially the older ones. It genuinely seemed i know that there were the the odd one where it was there was a very clear asshole but in some cases where there was a little bit of sort of minutiae involved in the situation i was definitely struck by the fact that people did seem to be genuinely trying to explain to somebody what where they'd gone wrong and how Mm. different that is to the sort of communication that i see a lot of the time now or even on the sort of the more dramatic cases that get filtered through to twitter you know they're the sort of the the most um controversial ones, but how people then discuss them on Twitter. Um, it's a lot more cutthroat, a lot more judgmental and a lot more exaggerated. Um, whereas I think that there was something about the sort of closed nature of Reddit and I guess the fact that maybe people are more anonymous on there and the fact that the dilemmas themselves are more anonymous that made it feel a little bit more caring, I think.
2: Mm. Mm. That's something that I w- that I want to actually come back to. And it's this this idea of it being closed. So there's so there's sort of an there's sort of an illusion of if not privacy but certainly mm. certainly not being observed and this is what this is sort of ties into what I was saying about as soon as a subreddit starts being the subject of write-ups um it kind of it sort of sh- it shatters the it shatters the illusion that has been built up of there being this kind of mutual trust and mutual privacy and that is and that is when um it becomes subject to uh, a sort of a more a more lawless way of um, a more lawless way of posting and more lawless way of interacting, and of course something like Twitter, which rewards novelty, even if the novelty is grotesque, and it rewards conflict and it rewards dramatic behaviour. Um, so as soon as you become aware that there is a kind of that, that there is this kind of uh, Into sort of interdynamic posting situation going on, um, then it do, then it does then it does sort of sort of almost automatically become less become less reasonable because the uh, because the because the illusion of of a closed loop even a sort of gigantic closed loop has sort of been shattered. It's why it's why people are still like it's why people are still um, horrified if um, something that they've said on on Facebook or a, a picture from Facebook gets leaked. Because even though these are large networks which can be observed by quite a lot of by quite a lot of people, there's still this idea that there is a sort of mutual understanding that everyone inside this loop is sort of operating on the same operating on the same kind of conventions of interior mm. social conventions as as you are. Um, and I think it's interesting thinking about how these kind of spaces change over over time, and what that kind, what that sort mm. of occasions.
3: Um, I'm not sure if this is jumping the gun slightly, but what you said there really reminds me of um, another medium, which is reality television, and how mm. um, a lot of reality shows that I have watched for so long have gone through this sort of similar transition of change, where. Uh, At the start, they were, you know, something like Real Housewives was about, you know, whose names are on a charity invite and like incredibly kind of small um, or like, am I the asshole for bringing a guest to brunch unannounced Mm. or something like that? You know, small Mm. social things that that would be litigated. And then Mm. they went through this sort of period of change where it became, you know, the stars leaking things to the press behind their co-stars backs and um you know coordinating scenes and it's sort of like that sort of notion of the fourth wall that you were talking about when the Mm. um, when it becomes not closed anymore and it completely changes um the dynamic because everyone's aware that they're being watched and everyone's coordinating their behavior around that so Mm -hmm. it's definitely there's a little bit of synergy and even the way you said that you were watching reading the reddits when you were um Depressed, you know yeah. that's something that a lot of people do is they watch a lot of reality television in bed yeah. when they're depressed. So I was thinking, there's maybe some sort of a similar that release that happens there when you're essentially like being given this almost like godlike power to decide for mm. yourself and adjudicate yeah. who's in the wrong. Because what one thing I find fascinating about reality television is how um we have all the information as the viewer, so we're seeing the conversations that are happening behind people's backs, or if they filmed a confessional, how that behavior is different, how they just um filmed in the thing and if if we know uh we might know actually the true events that happen afterwards so we can look back at it and be like oh that person's so stupid so we have all this information uh mm-hmm. that they don't have so we can feel like these sort of like oracles of truth um and the i assholes give people this sort of same type of status mm-hmm. um to wield what they think is right and what they think is wrong so it equips the reader with this really powerful um status which i think is quite interesting
2: yeah and uh, that that's really interesting as well because it's a really good point about reality TV and it's also it's so interesting it's um really really similar to a point that we made on a previous episode um about what um what big brother started like it was and it was how boring it was and it was literally just relatively ordinary people mm. sitting in a garden saying like oh what do you think about this uh, uh, i don't know i guess I think Mm. this and it was sort of and it genuinely was a kind of a social experiment and then as it became as it kind of gained traction uh it sort of developed the need for sort of stock characters that were sort of always the same and people knew that the way that they needed to get um and the same thing with love island as well love island used to be like it used to be the dullest show possible it was literally just boohoo models lying around a pool like kind of squinting at squinting through the sunlight. That's li- literally all that happened. Like the idea of it being a, the idea of it being a kind of influencer pipeline was a kind of was sort of a, mm-hmm. and it and it does happen in a very very short period of time compared to um compared yeah. to what happened with Big Brother. But what I think is really interesting is, yeah, it's true. You are given this information that you that the people involved don't have, but that's confected as well that's a kind of that's a kind of simulacra of of dramatic irony that they're giving you because you're still only seeing what a producer who has been sitting in a you know in in an edit suite for for hours and hours and hours putting together the most kind of interesting version of it so it is still so it is still artifice and you are still tricked into thinking see I know this stuff about them that they don't know but but actually, the only person who does is the poor bastard who has to sit with twenty-four hours worth of footage, trying to make interesting TV mm-hmm. out of it. And it's a and it's a similar and it's a similar thing with I think, um, yeah, with I think pretty much any kind of active, active subreddit is that you, you is you is you feel like you have this this power over over what over what happens. But actually, it's you're being kind you're being moved by. I suppose. I suppose you're being moved by kind of primal social force, uh, when you're when you're kind of lurking around these Reddit, and when you're reporting on them as well. I think. Like, I think everyone. Mm. I think everyone likes to kid themselves, <coughs> that, like they're the ones who can see beyond the artifice. But you get you get you get sucked in, yeah. just like it, just like anyone does.
1: Speaking of like the reporting, because this is kind of where I feel like the really interesting kind of content angle is, because um, I guess like as rmvasso is kind of like uh, as it's sort of grown and i so when i was using it it was around about like 2016 ish like 17 maybe and so i think that it was still like a big subreddit but it i think it was still like around about the time where it was only like certain kind of american outlets that were sort of really repurposing reddit threads into articles i still think that it was like one of those things that wasn't really done um And so now that that kind of pipeline has sort of been more established and where, you know, it is no longer the case that you have to make the case to your editor or whatever to be like, hey, this Reddit thread could be something interesting. We should write it up. It's now like this Reddit thread's doing really well. We need to turn it in. We need to milk it for all it's worth. I've also and again, this is just kind of there's no data to back this up. This is all just kind of anecdotal. But like the am I the asshole stuff that I sort of see on twitter and then eventually on like websites like the independent are just more and more insane as they sort of go on which kind of opens up this question about well it's not even a question it's like very obvious that like people are definitely lying about stuff and they're definitely like writing stuff down with the purpose of like that either kind of going through the pipeline or somehow like ending up on a, like a national newspaper and stuff and i've definitely seen like uh, M.I.V. Asshole subreddits where at the end of like the thing it's like, oh, yeah, this, by the way, like most of the story was completely fake, but it's really funny about it's like on MSN.com or whatever. Yeah. So I kind of want to talk about like the content pipeline a little bit. And Louie, you, sort of, you sort of mentioned it up top. But I guess like when I was using M.I.V. Asshole, it was around about 2016, 17. And I, and I guess I came at it with the belief that like none of the stuff that I would write down, even with my like anonymous name and kind of like fabricating parts of the story, I didn't think that it would ever make it onto like a national newspaper or anything. Whereas I feel now there is more of kind of a, an understanding that, yeah, if you write something on this on this uh, forum, there is like a good chance that like it might get repurposed for something. It might like show up on your Twitter feed or it might show up on a Twitter feed and you'll have like lots of other strangers, but this time with faces and like ads and stuff kind of saying that you're a prick. But if it really blows up then like you're going to be in every sort of like national online publication uh, you can think of. And I wondered what your thoughts were on that. Like, do you think that that's kind of caused people? Do you, do you reckon like there's been like more caution to publish stuff on? Or I, I guess I, I'm, the, the, the kind of thing I'm thinking about is if you have like genuine problems, are you less likely to post on that subreddit? And as a result, then like you're only sort of going and posting on that subreddit. If you have like either a really, really insane story that you want people to see publicly or if you're there just to troll people and to see if, like you can invent something so insane, but like it will end up on you know, it will end up on the independent front page.
3: I think it's definitely a possibility that people are exaggerating heavily experiences they've had because they want the the engagement and they want the the high that comes with that. Um, mm-hmm. I certainly think that, yeah, there's definitely a possibility that people are doing that because I think that this thread is really sort of um with regards to, the media and getting in the independent and stuff it's not necessarily always even just that they're uh turning the these posts into news stories t- for traffic i think it's sort of um influenced the media more widely i don't think it's a coincidence that as we've seen this reddit um thread like come to such prominence over the last 6 years or so that you know advice columns are really back in a really big way and mm-hmm. that type of confessional writing and i think that's really a continuation of know a wider trend that we've had in first celebrity culture over the last 20 years where intimacy began to sort of trump any form of talent so sharing stuff about yourself which has now gradually escalated and then as we were just talking about was then normies getting the opportunity to do that on the reality television and it sort of become the quickest way to get clout whether that's sort of sharing your journey with something on instagram Mm. or sharing anonymously on this thread um it's the easiest way for people to get attention seems to be to share the things about their lives that nobody else will want to talk about. And gradually, I guess, the anti of that keeps getting risen and risen and risen Mm. to try and court that controversy. Um, With regards to um, the sort of realness of them, I think it's kind of interesting that maybe I think about whether the fakeness of them is part of their appeal in a way and working Mm. out which bits are fake and which bits are real not to get too academic but when we were just talking about reality television there's a concept um uh called staged actuality which is um basically the sort of tension between the real and the staged and Mm. um there's a professor called june deary who wrote a book about reality tv who basically her thesis is that that's sort of the central part appeal of of the medium. And I think that with this um, Reddit, it's sort of the same. And with confessional writing in general, like if we think about those money diaries that always go viral, you know, the, the people are like, this can't be real. Um, and oh, I love those. Yeah, and like it, there's the same sort of public shaming element in them as well of people that are bad with money or like they just can't understand how they spend their money this way. So I think there's a, yeah, sort of across the board, this fascination with... Um, thinking this can't be real but then also trying to work out which bits are real and i mm. think that that almost the fakeness and the tension between fake and real almost has actually i think increased the fascination
1: yeah no i would um, agree with that yeah because i guess like whenever those money diaries sort of come up and like on twitter it's like you have those sort of screenshots and everything um and where and where you have like people being like no this can't be real this is like fake or so like actually some of the entertainment some of the value in that is like The reality of it doesn't necessarily matter it's much more about like it almost becoming like an experience uh for and i guess like that's kind of what when you distill it down that's kind of like the function of content right like it doesn't really matter like whether it serves a particular function it doesn't really matter whether it's like genuine or whether it's authentic or not whether if it can kind of deliver a participatory experience in whatever form like that kind of makes it successful and that's because And it's not to say that like people post on the subreddits with the intention of sort of making these kind of like games for people to play but i do wonder whether like the, the miv assholes that do really well are the ones that sort of invite as much participation as like it can
3: Yeah. And I definitely think that the ones that do well in terms of media are because some media publications more than others are definitely driven by like what people are talking about on Twitter today. And I think there's something interesting about, I said earlier about the sort of evergreenness of these stories, but um, what sort of ends up happening is this weird inversion of the dynamic where these things sort of become the news story because people are talking about it on Twitter, that traditional media publications are then like, oh, we need to get someone to write an op-ed about this or, you know, an explainer about why this is going viral. And then they sort of find all these different ways to almost make that the story so and it, and then the the post ends up sort of becoming the thing that drives the sort of the new story which i think is really interesting it's a total subversion of how things might have been in the past
2: mm. would you would you call reddit social media or would you call it a kind of super forum well it's
3: interesting isn't it because i think i would go with super forum but then it then gets sort of put onto social media and then digested in that way so it's like a weird mm-hmm. in between isn't it whereas i i think it sort of becomes social media when then it becomes something that everyone on another platform is talking about um mm-hmm. I th- it's just probably a bit weird in between for me um i think the, yeah. the way that a lot of people view it is not actually on reddit itself but um yeah. on other places so
1: i'm not quite sure to be honest on old like websites there used to be you know they used to have those like little emoticons like share stuff like on your blog spots and everything and there used to be like a reddit emoticon and i think like whenever you clicked that the whole point was that you would then be able to like post your blog or your tweet or whatever onto reddit and like so you'd have like a reddit username and someone clicked your username they would just find like lists of your posts and obviously like no one really does that and i find that like you know, people don't sort of like use Reddit like they do other social media platforms. No one really shares their Reddit posts and stuff. They mm. share other people's Reddit posts, maybe. Yeah. And maybe in that way, it's kind of like the sharing component kind of makes it sort of a social experience. But yeah, I don't know. Is, can is it, can yeah. you
2: have, through the, through, the mecha- through the mechanisms of Reddit, can you, have, can you have like connections to individual users or can you only follow subreddits?
1: I think you can follow users. I haven't like used it as a user for a while, mm. um, but I think you can like follow specific users, um, or at least you can sort of get. And they've like chat functions now, so you can sort of like follow I, I them to a, chat with them. I know and it's stuff. got
2: like a chat function. And I know it's got. Yeah. A, I know it's got kind of messaging capabilities. Yeah. Um. I think it is. Yeah. It's 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 hard. It's hard to know exactly where to sort of where to kind of place it in the. In the digital la- in the digital landscape, because uh, there are di- obviously there are different characters across different sub forums, um, which is you know that's 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 not a kind of that sort of not not n- new observation at all, uh, but it's also one of the last functioning mainly text based places yeah. on the internet. That you don't have to that you don't have to attach either images and most importantly i think you don't have to attach your face
1: i think when you get um, a when you subscribe when you actually no actually you don't know like i was going to say if you have to sign up for an account i think you might have to do it for validation but you don't actually have to do that
2: sure it's just it's it's, it's interesting mm. because um you know that you know that post that does the rounds every so often which is oh congratulations for being good at twitter like the only the only platform that you can't make any money out of being good at yeah which is which is true but there doesn't but there's not an ob- there's not an obvious poster to influence the pipeline on reddit either
1: no that's a good point that's a good point um and there actually is a very because-
2: clear
3: grifter pipeline on Twitter. I mean, one of the yeah, things. Yeah, I think
2: that. No, I think there is as like, well. I just thought it was. A, I just think no, it's a funny no, observation. No, but like it's <laughs> such a
3: like fake thing. Like, like that. Like that. Me- the funny thing about that meme is that it's so untrue because, like, I was just <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about this whole Reddit thing and um, like, it's interesting that that because it's anonymous, as you just said, um, you know, we view these things like with, I suppose, a little bit more objectivity. Whereas, you know, on Twitter, I honestly feel like if someone was to post this type of content, people would be like, trolling through all their old tweets, looking up like something their mom had posted on Facebook in like 2004, like like just like trying to like take them down and um, viewing things definitely through the prism of like who that person is, as opposed to like what they're saying. Um, So I think it's kind of interesting because I certainly feel like with these, dilemmas that are often posted they're not really like sort of like culture worry in general like i mean i've read a lot of them over the last few days and um yeah they tend to be sort of as we were saying earlier like a little bit more mundane and they don't i mean they do deal with like gender dynamics and like some quite political topics like disability and money lots of things like that but they certainly aren't designed to inflame those types of arguments i don't think and i think that if if it's on and then when they go onto twitter some of these dilemmas, they sort of instantly ignite them, which I think is interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm conscious about the time. Uh, so I was just wondering, uh, well, this is this is for the room. Uh, so I reckon to round it off, we have two options. We can either sort of like talk about one other sort of like aspect of this, if anyone wants to talk about anything specifically, or we can round it off by reading a Am I the Asshole post and judging whether this person is an asshole or not.
2: I think we should do that. That sounds fun. That so sounds fun.
1: Okay, so, yeah. let me, so let's go back in three and two and one. Okay, so I'm conscious about the time uh, and also just that we are coming to closing time, but I thought it would be fun for us to uh, disregard everything that we've said about uh, judging people on the internet and like it's kind of decaying <laughs> social relations and judge whether this stranger is an asshole or not. Um, I, have, <laughs> I have an MIV asshole uh, and it is called, uh, someone sent this to me and it was just called The Pilot Wife. Uh, so immediately you got my interest. Um, so I'm going to read this out and we're both, we're just going to judge whether this person sucks or not. Um, am I the asshole for asking my wife to respect my title as a pilot? I need opinions of, uh, AV geeks and pilots on a matter involving my wife. I am completely serious and need help um thanks for letting us know Uh, my wife and i together for five years married for two no kids have an amazing happy relationship i can't recall a single time we've ever argued to the point of a breakup or divorce this issue however is causing me to reconsider the health of our relationship since my wife and i have been together i have worked as a manager for a restaurant chain i am extremely passionate av and i'm an extremely passionate aviation influence in my free time um uh, not influencer enthusiast I have spent thousands of dollars on flight textbooks sim gear and even built my own a330 free, free setup i have never actually flown a plane or started fly, flight training but i have considered it for a long time even though my skills are not a career i still consider myself as, as an adept or possibly more knowledgeable than the average pilot um that being that being said here's where the problem arises my wife and i were invited to one of her male co-workers houses for a barbecue my wife is a senior soft tech for a COVID startup. She worked there since 2020 uh, A Lucky Catch after she was laid off from her previous job due to the virus. It was the first time meeting any of her co- co-workers due to COVID and working from home. I assume that he would talked about, I assume that she talked about being before, but as we were cycling through introductions, I became less sure. We make our way down to the line uh, to host of the party, a new male hire that she has grown platonically close with. We exchange casual conversation and Greg, the host, asks me what I do for right. a living. <laughs> My wife chimes in my wife chimes in and says he manages a quote insert fast food chain it certainly comes with some benefits i'm assuming she was referring to free food in a voice that implied that nothing was wrong with what she said i very quickly corrected her and told him that i am a pilot my wife already knows how insecure i am about my job and how much i'd rather be introduced by my hobby i've earned the title of pilot for my 500 plus hours on uh, on the sim and thousands of dollars put into my craft I think it is incredibly disrespectful for her not to acknowledge my skills and training. Just because I don't have the title of pilot on an overpriced piece of paper does not mean I am not a pilot. Uh, finally, she I laughed it off of Greg, told him under my breath, but my wife was just forgetful um, and he seemed to brush it off casually. At this point, I'm fuming, but I don't go much further than exchanging some nasty glances with my wife the rest of the night. As we pack into the car to leave, the argument starts. She feels I don't understand, but I don't deserve my title as a pilot because I'm not a professional. I told her she is completely insensitive to the work that I've done and she will never understand what it's like to study so much. She currently is on the couch as I type this. Am I really the asshole for asking to be respected? Woof. Woof. you want to go oh, for that's this? A,
2: that's a, mul- that's a <laughs> multi-layered cake, isn't it? I actually... I, okay. I think this one is probably. <laughs> I think this one's probably one of the fake ones. I don't think. That, I, it sounds I don't it. think, I don't think that matters it, especially. Yeah. But I think like let, let's just let's just let's <laughs> pretend let's pretend it let's pretend it's real. I actually think that it's obviously completely insane to insist <laughs> on being referred to by your video game rank. Of course it is. Um, Actually, I I, I feel like someone sent this to me because of something, something I said on Masters. I'm confused though. Is he actually? No, no, he's not. No, no, he's not actually a pilot. pilot? He he kept saying
3: I'm a pilot, but I've not got it on the paper. Like, what does that mean? So basically, what he means because because he he says in the thing, he
2: plays this this pilot simulation game, and he has logged enough hours on this game so that. (laughs) according to the internal logic of the game he has the rank of pilot and um this and this came up because I said as a kind of as a as a joke wouldn't it be funny if you were like if you like played a lot of call of call of duty to insist that everyone refers to you by your like army rank and so one of the listeners then sent me this sent me this post and said like okay so there are people who are who are actually apparently doing this and I was like okay I I was just joking um I think that if your husband wants you to call him a pilot because he has logged in so many hours in his little video game I I don't think there's anything that wrong with that I actually think that's kind of cute but I also think it's one of those couple things that you've got to keep in your house. You can't you can't be doing that outside. You can't be expecting to be introduced as a pilot. But then again, it's also a little bit weird, um, if you're introducing your partner to somebody that you work with, to not let them just speak for themselves. Like it's weird to say, this is my husband, this is what he does. He's not your pet. I think that I think that, I think they mm. are both insane for different reasons. <laughs> uh-
1: I imagine she did that because she would know what, that he would, she had an inclination he say, But he would be he like would I'm a, I'm a I'm pilot. pilot. Yeah. But so
2: what? What does it matter? She's
1: probably
3: trying to save the yeah, situation. I, I, I... <laughs> She's probably trying to keep it in the house like you just suggested and he <laughs> okay, wouldn't yeah, let okay, that okay, be the situation. I'm, firstly I'm obsessed with you talking about this like it's some sort of like niche kink like to be <laughs> to be enjoyed between the two of them like maybe he has like a uniform or something yeah? who knows. But um so I basically think that you know if he's said he's really insecure about the 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 job and that's like a thing that he's voiced and she's gone out of her way to say no i can sort of see on a human level how that would be like make you feel bad however (laughs) you know what if what if the guy that was an actual pilot that is like i I mean that he was being introduced to or something like it It, it's so i mean you can't lie like he's not risky yeah he's not actually a pilot like it may it runs the risk of making you look completely ridiculous. Yeah. And, I mean, and,
2: and, and again, as this also, post is also insane because then someone's going to start asking yeah. you about being a pilot, and sooner or later you've got to say, "Well, I've logged this many hours in flight simulator."
1: But I feel like the funniest bit was sort of at the end, where he kind of says that he's writing this all out as she's sitting on the couch, presumably next to him. Oh no! I got like that she
3: he was in bed and she'd like gone on the couch to like not sleep in the same room because she was so pissed. That's actually more funny. Yeah. I think that's, well, that's what, that's the vibe I was getting from it. (laughs) I don't know, maybe, but that infers that, yeah, she's, she's taken herself off because she can't, she can't have the conversation about the pilot one more time. I I get the sense from this, that this is an argument they've had (laughs) more than once because (laughs) he said that they had the argument as soon as they got back into the car. And that's very like, okay, Mm. here we go. Like, we don't even need to tee this up. We're just going to get it. Get it on. I mean, glaring at your wife across a party is extremely, um, I mean, not very piloty behavior Ooh. to be doing that. I feel like that's behavior that's beneath a, <laughs> beneath a pilot. You know, the pilots tend to be quite nice. So maybe he needs to work up on that side of I'm things. I'm interested
2: in Louis' pro-pilot stance here. Is this based on anything? <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> interesting. I'm a pro-pilot a pro <laughs> activist. Um, well, I just feel like, you know... They're always like, we're going to be on time. It's 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 wind. They're telling you the weather, like when yeah. you land. Like, yeah, yeah.
2: No, I, I mean,
3: I, they're just general. They, I feel like in the in the world, you never really hear about them doing
1: anything that bad. Yeah. like I don't know. My thing is, if you're if you're going to say you're a pilot, and someone asks, well, oh, what, what's the coolest place you've flown to? But you've never flown mm. a plane. That yeah, could but trip presumably you up. On the flight simulator, think,
2: you are flying two places. You're not just like doing a circle around the airport.
3: That's a good point, yeah. I just sort of think that the bottom line for me <laughs> is if you've never flown <laughs> a plane... You're like, not, you're a, not pilot. a pilot? Yeah,
2: okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. I will accept that. But, like, I, yeah, like, I, I feel
3: like... I mean, he's self-defining as a pilot, but I don't think that he really <laughs> hmm. is one. So I think that's really the issue. And maybe he needs to go and get the, get
2: the diploma. Yeah.
3: Maybe he needs to say, you know, you need to put in some more shifts at the COVID startup because... I, I need to go to flight need to school. Go.
2: I, yeah, I, I need w- to go because i want to be i want yeah, to be a pilot my
3: dream of actually flying yeah, a plane
2: yeah uh, yeah like i mean like, like like i said i think that if that if he hadn't tried to make an issue of it around other people then i think it's just one of those like kind of like like weird cute couple like weird cute couple things that just is just it's just your own it's just your own business Not not even like a kink just like i don't know like when we got um when we got released after after the lockdown and um me and my me and my partner had become completely kind of completely institutionalized to really only seeing each other and he didn't remember that he was like out in public and a barman gave him a card reader and instead of thanking him he meowed at him because we, like, we meow at each other in the house as, like, a kind of way of communication. And yeah. he'd just completely forgotten that this is, like, not something that you can do to a stranger.
0: I'm sorry. Normally, I don't um, edit myself into episodes that I'm not in. Okay, that's a lie. But, like, normally I don't, like, halt the progression of the podcast to tell you something directly from the editor to the listener. But that thing about meowing to a stranger has just reminded me of the one uh time I did the most embarrassing thing I think it's possible to do um so at the time I was dating someone and we were doing an ongoing bit where we were talking like uwu voice um just as sort of like a just as like a <laughs> I don't know just just like for fun um and one time I slipped one time I properly slipped and a homeless guy asked me for money and I didn't have any and I looked at him and I went, sorry. Um, so, you know, if that, if that lowers me in your estimations, I'll understand. I've also come very close to referring to myself as hungy before in front of like real people. Um, and if I was to do that, then obviously they would have uh, no choice but to ritually dismember me and I'd accept it because that's the social contract broken,
2: and so I think that I think if it was just that, then I think it would be fine. Just be like, okay, fine, I'll call, I'll call you a pilot. You know what? I'll call you captain, whatever. But he, yeah, he. I mean, he's well, not captain. Don't, don't you call a pilot captain? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, but I just feel like that's got such a. Like you calling your partner cat? up. Yeah, no, 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 def- no definitely not even behind I'm closed definitely doors. not doing that in public. I, mean-
2: I think that I think the big thing, <laughs> the big takeaway from this from this entire from this entire post is that I just refuse to believe, if it's real, that it can possibly be he's a perfectly normal guy apart from this one thing. I just don't believe that. I think that Somebody who thinks that they're a pilot because they played a lot of a video game has got to have a lot of other peculiar personality uh, traits as well. And so the, so the mm. fact that he behaves like this in public cannot be news to his wife. It, it, I just don't believe that you can be like, you know, you're married for a certain period of time. Everything is fine. Everything is normal. You have a great relationship apart from this one thing. Like it's not like it's not that. There's gonna be a, a bunch of other weird, weird things about this guy. There's other things going. on. I'm sure on. of it.
1: Well, yeah. Let's refrain from doing a judgment because we're we're trying to be a less judgy show. Um, we'll let the listener decide whether this person's asshole or not. But we, yeah, let's. Uh, probably a good time to wrap it up. So, uh, Louis, thank you so much for joining us, and thank you so much for coming in. If people want to like read your work and also read my quotes in your work, how can they do that? Oh, the best place to. Catch up with me is on Twitter at Louis Staples.
3: So I post yeah. everything there.
1: And we'll post like some of your articles as well that, there, that uh sort of I think our readers, our, our listeners might enjoy. The ones with you and them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, thank you very much for listening to this episode. We really appreciate it. Uh thank you for your su- support as well. Uh in like helping us do the show. We really appreciate that too. Um, you know where to follow me, Phoebe. Do you have any plugs?
2: Um yes. Uh subscribe to my substack, which is phoeberoy.substack.com. Um again this is another this is another apology and it is because i've been very 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 snowed under um and also it took me ages to recover from um being from having the kind of the flu lurgy thing that i had um so i am trying mm. to work out how i can best make use of the space and also um not be uh not be a dickhead to the people who have extremely kindly uh bought paid subscriptions because like just, like don't like don't worry I'm not like pulling a I'm not I'm not pulling an ex-
3: you're doing an am I the I asshole am, I
2: am oh shit I'm okay <laughs> um I'm not and I'll, I'll tell you for why um because I'm not I'm not running one of those like you know one of those kind of buy me a coffee and I'll follow you back on twitter griff. obviously I'm not because that would be um that would be bad and insane but I think what I'll probably be looking at doing is um paid subscribers get a post every week um and unpaid get one every two weeks but i'm sorting that out i promise you but in the meantime uh, please subscribe to it thank you
1: cool uh and also just like yeah all the podcasts and everything this uh show is produced by devon follow them at devon underscore on earth and also listen to kill james bond if you do not do that already uh and i think on that note uh we'll catch you on the next one have a good one
0: Bye. bye